Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And if you take the blue pill, you'll wake up listening to the Joe Rogan podcast and everything will be back to normal. But if you take that red pill, that dangerous red pill, you're going you're gonna to be introduced by an audio wave that will change your life. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. That is the sound of inevitability. Sound of inevitability, Mr. Kieran. That's exactly right, because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. And I stress the word humanly possible this week, because I don't know how much of this plot we're going to get. Because this week we're talking about the latest instalment in the Matrix franchise, The Matrix Resurrections, which they're not calling a reboot. No, and it's they're not, not a calling it a sequel. You're just talking about it off air, Matty D. What, what did they say this movie was? Well... <sighs> They said they don't like the word reboot. They don't, you know, Wachowskis. It's a um, dirty word in the Wachowskis. Yeah. So they don't like- Oeuvre. They don't like the trend that everything is being rebooted. So it's not a reboot. And it is a sequel, but it's not technically a sequel like we know. It's, it's a different, special, right. unique sequel. Right. So I'm calling it a soft reboot. That's what I'm calling it. I would call it a soft reboot too. Yes. So, by the way, congratulations, Matty D. This is the last movie of 2021 that we're covering on this show. Woo! So, we're finished with 2021. <laughs> Goodbye, 2021. <laughs> 2021. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, we're done with 2021. Every movie we're going to talk about in the future will be 2022. Happy What an exciting New Year. time. I feel like this year was almost a waste of time, but we had a few gems in there. Yeah. We had some fun. I feel like. Yeah. We'll talk about it eventually in the future. (laughs) But this week we're talking about The Matrix Resurrections, which of course is the fourth installment in The Matrix franchise, as I've already mentioned. And if you're not familiar with The Matrix franchise, where have you been? Jesus Christ, they were everywhere in the late 90s, early 2000s. So, of course, the first Matrix came out in 1999, and it was a cyberpunk action movie inspired by John Woo movies and anime Anime movies, anime shows, Japanese anime, animated films, sure, whatever. And it had two sequels, The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions. They had something going with the R's in the titles. Which they're keeping... They, this they, one with Resurrections. You were confused as to why they didn't call it The Matrix Rebooted. Yeah. But I guess that's because the Wachowskis, or at least the one Wachowski that worked on this movie, isn't a fan uh, of reboots. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I kind of thought you reboot a computer, right? So I thought yeah. it'd be like clever. To reboot the franchise and reboot the Matrix, but yeah. apparently they don't want to do that. They want to call it Resurrection and tie it into the whole Christ thing that they're going Yes. With. Yeah. So, something that was really obvious watching those original Matrix movies is they, they had a very heavy sort of like Christ metaphor with the character of Neo, Keanu Reeves's character. And yeah, I guess they're carrying it over here. I mean, he's got a beard now, but I don't yes. think that's a Matrix thing. I think that's a John Wick thing. Mm. Well, wasn't this supposed to come out at the same time as John Wick? Yeah, that's right. They started working on this movie, I think, in 2019, and it was supposed to come out around mid-2020, but then, of course, COVID happened, and the movie had a whole bunch of delays, but they're like, we're going to press through, we're going to keep working on this, and no matter how much time it takes, we're going to make sure that this movie is made. Mm. And so, here we are. Here we are. We're here to talk about it today. And, Matty D, I've got to ask straight away, what is your history with the Matrix franchise? I don't know if I have a, a very deep or rich history with the Matrix movies. I sort of saw them when they came out. I think yeah, the of course. first- You're a human being, aren't you? Yeah. You've I, got eyeballs, have you? I got eyeballs. I, I exist in the world, you yep. know? So, uh, I think or I do watched- you? Do I? I don't know. I've been asking those questions a lot this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched- I, I can't remember what when I saw the first movie, 
but um, I was quite young and I think I watched it on free-to-air TV and I think I sure. I watched it when the second movie was being promoted and I don't think yeah. I, I grasped the deep philosophical nature of those uh, of that original movie. I just thought it was a fun movie. And then I, yeah, sure, I watched and I watched Reloaded in cinemas. I was like, this is awesome. I love <laughs> this. This is great. I you know, the ghost guys, it's a lot of fun. This is the I've ghost never, twins. Never seen I I I remember the Merovingian and his I'm, sex cake. I remember watching this with my dad and I, and I was just like, that was incredible. And he was just like, yeah, but it doesn't mean anything. And I was like, yeah, but it looks cool. And he's like, but it'll age in time and then those movies will be oh, worthless. Boy. And I was, was like, no right? way. That looked like real life. And after watching Reloaded recently, which I did oh, last night. it? Yeah, I can definitely tell <laughs> it's definitely aged. And then, of course, I saw number three. Mm. Now, number three is not a good movie, Kieran. No. The Matrix Revolution. But let me tell you, that fight scene I still think is awesome. Which fight scene? The last, the last fight scene between uh, Agent Smith and, and uh, Neo. Neo. Yeah, in the rain with all the other Agent Smiths just standing there watching. Uh, because they anything. want to enjoy the show. He addressed that in the dialogue. I think my face was exactly like the Agent Smiths <laughs> watching the fight when I was watching that fight scene for the first time. So I made Kieran watch last that fight time. scene just before the show. I haven't seen that fight scene since the movie came out. I've got to say. Should we get straight into my history with the Matrix? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. Yeah, that, that's pretty much my history. I, I never was a big fan of it. I kind of like liked it when the movie came out and then yep. I would be, you know, on to other things straight So up. it's not a, a staple in the current Matty D movie sort of like nope. library. Nope. Yeah, I've got to say I'm pretty much the same as you. I think I missed the initial boat when The Matrix came out in 99. I don't think I watched the first Matrix until like 2002, 2003. I think, again, when they were promoting the second movie, that's when I really sort of dived into the world of the Matrix. We were probably too young for the first movie. Yeah, absolutely. We were too busy watching Land Before Time 3 <laughs> or whatever it was out at the time. But yeah, I watched the first Matrix movie, like I said, when I was in my early teens, and I remember enjoying it. I remember thinking it was pretty good. I remember thinking the, the lore and the plot was a little too heavy for the movie that they were presenting. And I definitely think that carried over into the when I watched the the Matrix Reloaded, the second movie and the third movie, because I was just like, the fight scenes are good, but it's like way too bogged down in lore. And like the lore does not matter in the Matrix movies. The lore does not matter at all. At the end of the day, what matters at the end of the day is do they flip around in slow motion? Do they dodge bullets? Do they like do unrealistic kung fu? And that, that's what everyone loves about the movies. But the Wachowskis seem to think like what they wrote is like absolute gold. Yeah, they do think that. I, I hate to come in with this negative stance, but I, I recently rewatched uh, the first two Matrix movies. I couldn't do. I couldn't rewatch the third one, Matty D. I watched the first one as well as rewatching the second one, and um, they're dated, man. Oh, absolutely. I really want to stress that those movies. I don't think you're really going to draw in too many new people with this movie. So if you're hoping to draw people into the original Matrix trilogy with the release of this new one, I don't think it's going to work because those first two movies are so dated. I think the first movie is the one that's dated the least. It's still got some it's like- very 2000s it's, though. Oh well, it's 99. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a trendsetter at the time and they had cutting edge special effects for the time, but the over-reliance on CGI on those sequels, oh my God, is a, like that's a death knell in my books because- that fight with all the, the Agent Smiths in the second movie where they're like coming running out of the apartments, that's a great fight scene, but it's ruined by really bad CGI yeah, characters. It looks great at the time. I at watched, the time, yeah. When you watch it again, you're just like, oof. And that freeway scene, I remember loving that freeway scene. I think I saw that movie in cinemas. That freeway scene in cinemas was so impressive. It was. And you, you think about it for days and yes. like how cool that was with Morpheus standing on top of the truck with the, the samurai sword and then like the agent bouncing on top of the car. And like, like flipping the car just through these force. And like just for no reason at all, cars just spinning in the air. Oh, it was excellent. 
And but you didn't even notice that they never moved along the highway. <laughs> no. <laughs> but rewatching it, I was just like, "Wow, this is really dated." And it's still cool. The music's still cool, but mm. like, yeah, it's too long. <laughs> I hate to say it, but the action scenes in the Matrix oh, Reloaded so are way too long. Matrix Revolutions, I only saw it once. I don't remember a thing about that movie except for it wasn't good. I remember they were shooting a lot of alien squids. Like they're wearing mech suits and shooting at alien squids and going, (laughs) and he would holster his weapons in the little mech suit. Yeah, yep. And then fighting Neo and Agent Smith in the rain. Mm. Of course, I remember that scene, but because you just showed, you forced me to watch it before we did. Neo creating the sun and turning blind. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he saved the world and then (laughs) he dies. He dies. He does. But then he's back, apparently, so we're going to have to come up with a reason as to we why do. we're back. It sounds to me like we're completely unqualified to talk no, about a Matrix we're, we're sequel. we're very unqualified. Or we're the most qualified people in the world because we're going to come at it with this different set of expectations. Maybe. And if you remember as well, this is something I thought was really important to point out. If you remember as well, we recently talked about Resident Evil, mm-hmm. and I recently rewatched all of the Resident Evil movies in preparation for that show. How much of a ripoff of The Matrix is the first Resident Evil movie? Yeah. Down to the fact that they have the exact same fucking Alice in Wonderland references. So, in uh, The Matrix, in the first Matrix movie, for some reason, I guess because it makes more sense thematically in the first Matrix movie than it does Resident Evil. You're going in the rabbit hole, right? Because, you know, you're going to Wonderland, like, The Matrix is, I guess, kind of the Wonderland, or is the real world Wonderland. You're coming out of what you think is the real world and coming to... I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting bogged down in the law here, but uh, I think it's I don't think it's as complicated as you're sort of thinking. Yeah. I think it's just like you know the search follow for the truth. white rabbit. Yeah, the search for truth. There isn't. That's not really something in Alice in Wonderland, though. It's not like she's looking for the truth. No, just, but I guess like her reality is distorted. Yeah, the absolutely. Question is like what is reality? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's where they were going for it. Mm. But you know, you've got the follow the white rabbit. You've got. I bet you feel a bit like Alice now, don't you? Alice in Wonderland in that amazing dialogue in the first (laughs) movie. Look at that. That's very on the nose. But in Resident Evil, of course, you've got the main character called Alice. Mm -hmm. They talk about going down the rabbit hole, which is the hive, and then the Red Queen, which is the little girl controlling it. And then, of course, the whole Matrix-style action. I think Paul Thomas Anderson just wanted to make a Matrix movie, and they're like, let's just call it Resident Evil. (laughs) Sure, that's close enough. But that really stood out to me since I've watched both sort of franchises back-to-back really recently. So, I don't think Paul Thomas Anderson has ever had an original idea in his head. <laughs> Maybe Van Helsing, but we're not here to talk guess, about that I today. I guess, like, Alice in Wonderland is quite a popular thing to reference just because it's got that creepy- Because it's easy. <laughs> well, it's it's like a fairy tale, but it's got, like, a creepy edge to it yeah, that a lot of so. people read into it. And is I it going to be a part of this movie? Oh, absolutely. Well, well it's part of the soundtrack, which yes. the soundtrack is awesome. I think we got to also say about the we're Matrix- we talk about the trailer, right? As much as we like, as much as you can make fun of it, it pretty- And the reason it is dated is because so much of what it did and was a trailblazer Like for, I said, it was a trendsetter at the yeah, time. Yeah, w- was then taken in, in the next movie. So, we never really saw slow motion. We never really saw, you know, the, the wire- Wire kung fu, yeah. unrealistic the, action, the, and I'm not it, saying that as a, an insult. By and the, the way. CGI, as as CGI was seen, was never seen before, like it was in the Matrix. Yeah, I'm not saying unrealistic action as an insult, by the way, because the movies very much are based on anime style action mm. and John Woo style action, which yeah. is unrealistic in nature. But that's what makes it cool. Yes, at the moment, I, it's going to be interesting how they do the action in this movie because at the moment there's very much a trend of realistic action. Yes, like the hero gets beaten up. It's not done in slow motion. It's great. Basically, everything that the Matrix did is the opposite of what people like now 
So, I'm actually really excited to see what they do with this new movie because they could do so much with modern special effects. Mm. They could do so much with, like, practical effects, which, you know, obviously not something they leaned into in those original movies. But after seeing John Wick and after seeing Nobody, imagine what they'll do with this new movie. And we're not seeing a lot of the action in the trailers either, so... No, we see people jumping around, but it's not as graceful as it seemed in the the original three movies. From what we've seen anyway. Yeah. But we've really got to nut it out this episode because, yeah. Let's get into it right now. So, of course, as I've already said a million times, we're talking about The Matrix Resurrections, which, of course, is a direct sequel, apparently, to The Matrix Revolutions, the third movie. But again, I'm calling it a soft reboot because it very much looks like it's retreading the elements of the first movie, but done in a modern setting. Yeah. Well, there's there was kind of debate about that, right? Because they don't... It kind of seems like it's more of a sequel to the first movie. Yes. Even though the other two have happened, I don't think they're going to be referencing those movies strongly. Well, they're going to reference the things that people liked about the second movie. I don't think anyone liked anything except for you. Love that fight scene. <laughs> I don't think anyone liked anything about the third movie. But in the second trailer that came out, they referenced the highway fight scene and they referenced the Merovingian. But well, he's yeah. in it, yeah. Beyond that, I don't think they're going to really lean into the sequel stuff too much because I think they know that people don't like those movies. Uh, or maybe Die Hard Matrix fans do. Now, mind you, only one Wachowski has returned for this movie. We don't That's have right. the two Wachowski sisters for this. Lana. So, we only have Lana Wachowski returning to this as writer-director. Uh, who is the other Wachowski? Lily, isn't it? I don't know. I'm, my guess is listening to Lana Wachowski speak, I'm guessing that she wrote the script to those original movies because <laughs> she sounds like she's in The Matrix all the way that she talks about the movies. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Because both both Wachowskis didn't want to make another Matrix movie for for mm. years, and apparently, due to a few deaths in in um, Lana's family, that's what's inspired her to come and take the helms to this movie. And oh, really? So it might have an edge of of that to this movie. I of think grief and loss, mm. like Zack Snyder brought yes. to Army of the Dead. I think so because her parents her parents passed away. So oh, really? And then she wanted to make this movie to kind of. Resurrect Neo and Trinity. Oh, interesting. Mm. Mm. Okay. So, before we dive into the plot, by the way, we are teaming up to do this plot together. Are, yes. I thought this one was a little bit too complicated to go and sort of nut out on our own. So, we're really going to put our heads together for this one and uh, really try and come up with something together because, yeah, this is the sort of movie where anything could happen. Matty D mentioned this last week, but anything could happen in this movie. I think we both have pretty strong ideas of what's going to happen if we have any ideas at all. <laughs> So, I think two heads are better than one in this circumstance. So, Matty D, what do we know about the movie so far? What so, do we officially know about the movie so far? We have about three trailers for this movie. Um, the main one that's been circulating is- uh, The awesome one. We still haven't talked about it. Oh, it's it's great. It's it's in the soundtrack of- what, what's It's not called- Jefferson Airplane, White Rabbit. Right. Is it called White Rabbit? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, it's like a slowed down version of that song. Now, I, wanted usually- to throw, I wanted to throw a radio into the bath <laughs> while I was listening to the trailer. <laughs> usually, we hate slowed down um, you know, music in trailers because it's- so overdone, but I like I like it for this. Yeah, it was well it done. It works well. It's a song that you know, unlike Resident Evil, it's a song that actually suits yes. what they're do- what they're doing. But from what we can see, Neo is alive, which is a surprise because he mm-hmm. died in the in the third movie, and he's living inside the Matrix. He's visiting his local therapist, Neil Patrick Harris. Yep. Who I, I don't know will he be more of a character in this or not? Well, I guess we'll discuss. But he's giving he's uh, got a subscription of blue pills yes. that he's taking, obviously, to make him docile, make him part of the Matrix. He's living his life as uh, Thomas Anderson. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess from what we can see in in the trailers, he's 
He bumps into Trinity. He bumps into. He sees the sun. <laughs> I mean, you see it all the time there. So why is it just like oh, I recognize the handiwork there? Because um, no, somebody else created the sun for him. Anyway, I'm getting all confused. But anyway, I guess something has happened where they they kind of pull him back in. Um, he meets a younger, new version of Morpheus. I yep. don't know why they didn't just cast uh, Lawrence Fishburne. But anyway, because they wanted him for action scenes. Oh, okay. Lawrence Fishburne is definitely not doing action. scenes Well, they didn't even days. ask him, which I was like, that's kind of really, yeah. Maybe they were upset by his characterization in the uh, John, John Wick, Wick movies. Maybe. Maybe. But in, in any case, um, Neo gets back into the fold. He gets reintroduced to the Matrix. He wakes up and, and we see a few action scenes. There's another one. There's a there's another trailer that's out that sort of is all about deja vu. You know, yeah, that that's old right. thing. And you can see- I hated that trailer, by the way. Well, I found it interesting because we see a lot of old characters. Yeah, that's right. As they are now, like we see that the French guy is like got a the Merovingian. Know, yeah, yeah, he's got like a long beard and scraggly hair. So how did he go from you know, you know that, making sex cakes in a restaurant? Yeah, that suave debonair guy to With Monica Bellucci. Yeah, this this um this guy that's like it's in hobo. Rags. Yeah. So, yeah, a few trailers out, not a lot of information. Um, they're being tight-lipped about what the actual plot is. I guess all we really know is Neo has got to somehow figure out that he's in the Matrix again. Yep. Does he save the world? So Who is he fighting? the plot of the we, first movie, right? Pretty much. That's what I'm seeing. Yep. A prettier version of the first movie. Yeah, absolutely. So, if we just follow the plot of the first movie, we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't go wrong, right? I think that's a safe bet. Yeah. Well, let's see how we do. Now, do you want to hear the official synopsis from this movie? I'd I took this to. directly from the Matrix website itself. Do you think this will help us out at all? I've read it, so no. I know it doesn't help us. So, it goes, from visionary, uh-oh, filmmaker Lana Wachowski, <laughs> comes The Matrix Resurrections, the long-awaited fourth film in the groundbreaking franchise that redefined a genre. That's true. Yes. The new film reunites original stars Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss in the iconic roles that made them famous Neo and Trinity. That's uh, it. Excuse me. Bill and Ted made Keanu Reeves famous. Well, Carrie Ann Moss, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, there's definitely Matrix. She's never done famous. anything outside of the Matrix. So, we've got to give her credit for that. All right. Let's talk about who's in the movie. Well, and as we talk about them, let's talk as well. Let's discuss as well what we think their overall impact is going to be on the movie. Mm-hmm. So, first up, returning as Thomas Anderson, a.k.a. Neo, is Keanu Reeves, who, of course, is no stranger to this show. We've talked about him in John Wick Chapter 3. We've talked about him in Bill and Ted. What's What was that new Bill and Ted movie called? Face the Music. Face the Music, that's right. And then, of course, probably his greatest role ever, he played Sage in SpongeBob, Sponge on the Run. Yes, that is his most famous, in our show at least. Yes. Neo, he's back. He's back from the dead. <laughs> he's going to be the main character of this movie. He's going to be the focus. I don't think we really need to delve too much into what we think his impact on Not the movie really. is going to be. Not really. I mean, it's interesting. He was blinded in the third movie and right. from what we can see he's and he can only see in the matrix right he can only see in the matrix yeah so he's his avatar in the real world looks like it is still blinded but him in the matrix world looks like he can see normal. really i didn't see any footage of his or i didn't notice any footage of his character in the real world i might be misremembering it but i thought he woke up in the chair and his like eyes are all glazed over or closed I guess I didn't pay attention maybe, to that maybe. second trailer as much but, as the uh, first one. But I guess his journey is going to be like finding himself again. I think it's a safe bet to presume that he will still be blind in the real world because 
I guess in the real guess, world. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Not definitely. in the Matrix, yeah. but in the real world, he'll still be blind because you know it's written by the same person. Mm. So why wouldn't they be sticklers to continuity? And people would just be upset if they didn't follow continuity from the previous movie. Oh, people would be upset. God, could you imagine if they didn't follow continuity? Oh my god. Um, well, it doesn't matter because he can see anyway. He's got he's got like Daredevil vision. Yeah, that's Matrix. right. So he can see the Matrix, isn't that right? Yeah, he can see the code of the Matrix which in the is- real world, which is confusing. Yeah. Yeah, that was confusing. I watched that in... Uh, I think they were suggesting that the real world was also a simulation. I think that is the overall suggestion. Oh. But they just never confirmed so that. So, we, we never have the real world. That's right. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think we're on the same page with what is going to happen to Thomas Anderson slash Neo. Maybe right? they'll kill him off. Apparently, ooh, imagine that. No, they're not going to um, kill him off. They're setting up for a new trilogy. Apparently, uh, Keanu Reeves has said- They've already killed him off. <laughs> what am I talking about? They, yeah, that's already been done. Uh, Keanu Reeves has said this this movie is going to be more humorous, and I think they're going to like lean oh, into good. Uh, the fact that Keanu Reeves is so beloved. And I mean, I laughed a lot in those sequels, but- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional. So I think we're going to see possibly a less serious Neo, a less stoic Neo, maybe. That first movie wasn't played for complete seriousness. No. Seriousness, The, the first movie, he was still human, but from the second movie onwards, he was very- Yeah, very, self-serious. Yeah, two-dimensional. <laughs> yes. All right, next up, playing the character of Trinity. Returning as Trinity is Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, we don't really need to say what she's been in because she's Trinity from The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. I could name another movie that she's in, but everyone would just be like, oh, you mean Trinity from The Matrix. She doesn't really appear that much in the trailers. My guess is that she's really sort of going to take a back seat in this movie. I don't know if you agree. She's sort of trapped in the new Matrix as well from what it appears. But it very much looks like to me that a character that we're going to talk about shortly is sort of taking over the Trinity role. Uh-huh. So, I think Trinity, it's sort of going to be a journey of the movie to get Trinity out of the Matrix and get her back into the real world. Interesting. And she's going to have a few action scenes would be my overall prediction, but she's not going to be like center stage like she was in those previous movies. No, I think that that's a pretty safe bet. I kind of figured that she might have been in the movie a little bit more just because I've heard this movie being described as a 20-year love story between Neo and- Well, she's going to be there as the love interest, but she's not going to be there as the kick-ass- Lead female. And I kind of got a vibe just from re-watching Matrix Reloaded that the Wachowskis and probably Lana really sees Trinity as like her avatar in the movie. Yeah. That's why I kind of get the vibe that she's going to be more. All right. So, you yeah. don't agree with me that Trinity's going to take a back seat? Well, I, I just never thought I'm of talking it. about at least as far as action is oh, concerned. Oh, yeah. As, as far as action, definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. we know that uh, Keanu Reeves can still do the action because he's, you know, fucking kicking goals with the <laughs> John Wick movies. Absolutely. I'm not saying that Carrie Ann Moss can't do action and I'm not saying that she won't do action. I'm just saying she won't be as impactful as she was in previous movies. No, I, so I think they want to set the stage for, for new characters. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Maybe she does. Mm. <laughs> I don't think so. So, next up playing the the new Morpheus is Yahya Abdul-Medin II, who, of course, we've talked about before in Candyman. He was Candyman in that movie. Spoilers. I don't like that they've recast Morpheus. I yeah. don't know why they had to They've do only that. done it for practical reasons. So, Yahya Abdul-Medin II is very much like a physical actor. So, he can do sure. the action scenes that uh, good old cowboy Curtis can't. But why, why didn't they just name, make a new character? Yeah. This guy's the new leader of Zion. Yeah, they could have done that. 
So I don't know why they had to make him Morpheus and make him a different person. What I'm reading online, and I haven't done very much research at all. I think I looked at a few YouTube comments. What I've seen online so far is that people are suggesting that Morpheus was always a, a program in the Matrix. He okay. was never a real person. He was always a program. But that doesn't make any sense. Well, but they have that whole interrogation scene. Yeah, that's right. Smith is like saying you're disgusting because you're human. But right? they're saying in this new Matrix movie that okay. Morpheus is now a program. Okay. Which... All doesn't right. really make sense to me, but eh, what else can we go with? Why is he younger? <laughs> yeah, all I can well, say, all I can suggest is that his consciousness has gone into a new person. Yeah. In the same way that Agent Smith well, sort of possessed a real life person the in the real world. And the same thing happened with what the Oracle, they, they did right. it with a few characters, right? The, yeah, that's right. The, the character that betrays them was also a different actor in between movies, I'm pretty sure. You're talking about Cypher. Wasn't Cypher a different actor? No, he doesn't come back at all. He dies in the first movie. Well, no, in the second movie, he becomes uh, Smith, right? Agent Smith. Or is that- Am I getting confused? You're getting confused. That's That's a different different character. Never mind that. But the Oracle definitely changed um, actors because they died in between movies. Yeah, that's right. The actor died in between movies. Uh, But yeah, back to Morpheus. Um, I know originally that they were going to do a uh, prequel. There was talks to do a prequel, a young Morpheus. Yeah. So, apparently, this movie's history has been- it was going to be under a different director at some stage. There was rumors of that. It was mm. going to be under a different director. And I think the Wachowski or at least Lana Wachowski is just kind of taking her baby back. Um, I don't mm. know if it was her choice to make this movie, but I think maybe the movie was already being made. And she was just like, well, if it's going to be made, I may as well do it. And I think a lot of the actors have sort of said, we will only do it if she's on board. That's a good theory. Um, so, maybe that's why there's a young Morpheus because they had the thought in their mind of making a young Morpheus movie. So, you're saying that Morpheus may have already been cast in this Wachowski project. Yeah, possibly. And then she, when she came on board, Lana came on board, she was basically forced to use this Maybe. Morpheus. And I like that you said that they didn't even ask. Yeah, L- Lawrence Fishburne was never asked. Really? That's crazy to me. It's kind of sad, isn't it? Because he, he was iconic in that He character. was basically the main character in those yeah. other movies. Yeah. Well, the user was the secondary lead. Mm. He was definitely in the more than uh, Trinity. He was definitely memorable. And I don't know- yeah, I, I that was his like, whole career. I feel like it's a missed opportunity because you could have People had. I like, remember him as Cowboy Curtis. <laughs> you could have like an old, old, old Morpheus who just like says cryptic things. Yeah. Anyway, that's my old thing. Or you but- can have Morpheus in the movie and then have a new character replace Morpheus yes. as a as a brand yes. new character. Why yes. not? Yeah, why not? So, um, But I guess Morpheus in this movie is going to be like the mentor, the guy absolutely. that introduces the Matrix, right? Same He's just going to redo movie. what they did in the first movie, as absolutely. you just said. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, next up, playing a new character of Bugs is Jessica Hendwick. And we've seen her before. Of course, she was Amy in Love and Monsters. Yes. And she, in my opinion, is going to take over the Trinity role in this new movie. Yeah, I think what... Bugs is going to do is uh, motivate the entire team so that they can bring Michael Jordan on board and win and win the Space Jam. <laughs> and I think I think she's going to fall in love with Lola <laughs> All right, Bunny. I get you. I was like, what? You mean like Bugs Bunny, right? Yeah, that's right. Right. Okay. Yeah, she seems she seems very actiony. Is she the one with the tattoo? Yeah, she's got a tattoo. Yeah. She's got dyed blue hair. Blue, blue hair. Yeah. So in all the action scenes in the trailers, she seems to be involved the most. So, that yeah. leads me to believe that she's going to take over the Trinity role. Because if you watch that first movie, you watch the second movie, it, the movies always start with Trinity bouncing around, dodging agents and police officers. And mm. she seems to be doing that same thing in these new trailers. So, mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, they've described her as being the eyes of the audience. I was just about to say that. She's described as the audience surrogate. So, I guess we're seeing the world through her and she's like a younger actor as well. So, we can kind of get attached through My her. My question experience. is how? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think 
she's going to be the person that's going to lure Neo to the Matrix. Yeah, just like she, Trinity in the first movie. And she's the white rabbit, right? Yeah. You know, so- Maybe that. Which in the original movie, that was just some drugged out girl that convinced Neo to go to a nightclub. Yes. Badass looking nightclub, by the way. Yeah. You love your badass nightclubs. I do, I do. Um, More so than dingy nightclubs. (laughs) Oh, they're just a little bit above. And we've got a dingy nightclub in this trailer too, so you'll be happy. Yeah. So I think Bugs is going to be, yeah, she's going to be the explainer for a lot of things. Absolutely. Oh, well, no, Morpheus is that. Yeah. So she's going to be the one who leads. She's the white rabbit that leads Neo to Morpheus. They walk through mirrors together. Yep. And we'll talk about that in more detail in a sec. So next up, playing the character of Sati, returning as Sati, but played by a different actor, different of actor, course, yep. is Priyanka Chopra. And if you don't know who Priyanka Chopra is, where have you been? Because she's probably the most famous Indian actor and model of all time. You see her everywhere, like makeup ads, yep. haircut ads, haircut ads, hairdressing ads. You walk down the street and you'll see like a poster of her. Yeah. Yeah, she's huge. Um, and this is actually the first time that I'll actually see her in a movie. Yeah, I can't think of- Can't say I've watched too many Bollywood movies starring no, her. No, I've, I've not either. How uncultured of us. <laughs> she wasn't in Eternals, we're, so- We're so bad. Here are potential spoilers. We have to like watch all the blockbuster mainstream movies, so we miss out on all the gold yes. sometimes. In our little Western bubble that we're in. Yes, um, but let's talk about Satie. Yes, yeah, so returning character, right? She was in the third Matrix movie as a little girl. That's right. Um, she was a program that was in exile, um, and I th- I believe the, the Matrix was trying to- All the machines were trying to kill her, and Neo has a hand in saving her. That's right. And she um, makes a sunset for Neo. She does. She makes a sunset right at the end. And her parents are also programs as well. So now she's grown up because programs, they grow up, I guess. Yeah. They maybe. can do whatever they want. And she's doing her own thing, right? That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. She's, um, she's part of the revolution. Not really heavily featured in the trailers, but probably if the last movie was anything to go from, she'll just be there to be. Yes. She'll say interesting things and point Neo in the right direction and that's it. Yeah, I don't she's think- She's not going to be in action scenes. She's not going to be in a lot, I think. I think she's, she's going to take the place of the Oracle in this movie. Possibly. Well, yeah, because she, uh, she was with the Oracle, that's right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're probably right. I think she's just there to add some continuity. It's like, hey, Absolutely. Yeah. now we've referenced one thing off the third movie, we can leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> so, she's going to come out and be like, oh, the Matrix is this, the Matrix is that. Look at this butterfly. Mm. Isn't this nice? This- Does this scene add anything to the story? No, no. let's have an action scene. No, I hope they bring back the train guy again. He was great. The train guy? Remember the guy that was like, he was in charge of the trains? In that scene in the third movie? Oh, you're asking me like I remember the third movie. I do not. <laughs> and he doesn't let Neo on the train? Is that when he was stuck in the train station? Yeah, yeah. Like me every day yeah. when I was a commuter? <laughs> in this world, I'm God. But yeah, I agree. I don't think she's going to be heavily in this movie except to say, hey, remember me? Yeah. I was in one of the other movies. So she's going to come and say something prophetic. Neo's going to nod his head sagely. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be it. Yep. Next up, returning as the Merovingian himself is Lambert Wilson. Of course, he played the Merovingian in The Matrix 2. And I think he was in the third Matrix movie as well. He was in the third Matrix movie. He was suave, debonair. He sat in a restaurant with Monica Bellucci talking about sex cakes. And when I say sex cake, I mean like a cake that you eat it and the the code in the cake makes you want to have sex. And so he runs off into the bathroom to get a blowjob from a lady. (laughs) And that is lipstick on his dick. Yeah, that was the extent of his character in that movie. He didn't have any fight scenes. Well, he was like the criminal. He had a nice house with statues in it. He did. He had a nice wife as well. Yeah, Monica Um, Bellucci. He had, uh, he was was like a crime boss, right? That's right. He he was aware the Matrix existed, but he was like profiting off it. That's right. And he would rake in all these 
programs that were in exile. Yep. My favorite ones were the twins. The the ghost twins. Which was an amazing effect at the time. I yes. gotta tell you, rewatching it, it did not impress me as much no. as it did. When they like turn into the green ghost version with their spiky teeth, <laughs> I was just like, Ugh. So what what the thing was the thing was with that, right? Like that they were saying like things like ghosts and vampires were real, but it was like the matrix yeah, that's programs right. anomalies, they were, right? They were outlier anomaly codes. Because didn't Neo fight some quote unquote vampires that were like watching a, a movie in that you're looking at me blankly so I'm yeah, guessing no uh, maybe <laughs> who knows I, I, anyway. I don't think I was paying much attention when anyway. I rewatched the second movie smarmy French guy he's yep. he's fallen on hard times yeah he's maybe a hobo in this movie the Matrix took him in and spit him out I think he's going to be a crazy guy that knows the Matrix existed yep. but no one believes him so they're going to it's sort of like Satie they're going to go to him for some sage advice He's going to be a homeless, raving, crazy guy, yep. but his ravings are, are like they make sense to to our heroes. Well, I think he might even meet Neo before Neo yeah, realizes absolutely. it. And He's going to find like, him as a hobo on the street. You're the one. You're the one. And Neo's like, you know what the hell? This guy's insane. I'm going to go have a bath with a rubber duck in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that is definitely going to happen. A cameo, if nothing else. Yeah. There you go. And last but not least, the last person I want to talk about returning as Agent Johnson is Daniel Bernhardt. Now, Daniel Bernhardt is someone who pops up all the time in movies that we talk about, but we never pay attention to him. So, he was in Birds of Prey. He was the guy that Harley Quinn jumped on his legs and broke them. Vicious. And he was in Nobody. He was one of the guys on the bus that got beaten up. And he was in the first John Wick movie as one of the antagonists. But yeah, this guy is a stuntman who has just... Anytime there's stunts in a movie, he pops up in it. So, of course, he's going to appear in this. He's just going to get beaten up. Absolutely, and he's an agent. He's a returning agent. Notice I didn't mention Hugo Weaving in that cast at all. Because Hugo Weaving, there's no information that he's in this movie. Oh, he's definitely in the movie, though. Is he? A hundred percent, I can Because I think, I think so, too. He's yeah. not credited, but no. I, I thought I saw some stuff in the trailer that indicated that he was there. If he is not in the movie, there's no point making the movie. Because well, Morpheus isn't in the movie. Like, Lawrence Fishburne isn't in well, the movie. Well, they don't care about Morpheus. They right. don't care about Lawrence Fishburne. Because I heard that Hugo Weaving, there was scheduling filming conflicts. He's going to be but a cameo in the movie at I, the very end. I agree. Setting up for a sequel. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. That was going to be my big call for the episode, yeah. but I'm glad we're on the same page. Yep. There we go. And that's everyone who's in the movie. So, let's talk about the movie itself. <laughs> Mr. And Yeah, he's going to come in at the end. Yeah, let's talk about the movie. So, how do you think the movie will open? Action it's a Matrix scene. movie, so there's only one way it can open. You already scene. said action scene, yeah. but what exactly are we we're, gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a cold open where we're gonna have a bunch of people in the Matrix. Um, they're all gonna be dressed really cool and suave, and they're gonna be running from agents doing something. That bugs. We have no idea. It'll be bugs, definitely. Yeah, it'll be bugs by herself reenacting that opening scene from the first Matrix yep. movie, they'll the be, Trinity. They'll be running through an apartment. Yep. Um, we won't have any context. A dingy what- apartment. Absolutely. We won't. We won't have any context of what's going on. Um, but, you know, the agent is chasing bugs. I didn't point this out as a part of my history, but the the original Matrix movie, the first Matrix movie anyway, was filmed in Sydney. It was. Where we record this show. So, yes. very much as a part of our daily lives, me and Matty D are like constantly walking past locations from the Matrix. Mm. And I always think about it when I go through like- uh, And I'm always like, Kieran, stop staring at the lady in the red dress. Yeah. When I go through Martin Place past that fountain, I always think about it. Yes, but I've I actually, know. I've actually been on the set of the second and third Matrix right. movie because I went to Fox Studios where they filmed the sequels and where they also filmed the Star Wars prequels. And I've actually been in the ship, the Nebuchadnezzar, from the from those original movies. So, yeah. I forgot to point that out. And everything's styrofoam. Just want to point that out. Everything that looks like it's metal is actually styrofoam. Right. 
And right. I got well, to see. Well, that's the thing. I've been on sets as well, and you you see things that look like they're metal or like weaponry and stuff, and it's all like just yeah, you know, styrofoam Plastic or foam. Yeah. Styrofoam. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how that is. So I do have, actually have a pretty strong connection to those original movies. So we live where they filmed it, and I've been on the sets of the sequels. Channel that, Kieran. Channel that into the yeah. prediction. And I, I saw the masks that they used for the extras in the Agent Smith fight scene from the second movie. Right. So that fight scene, for the most part. Obviously, there was a lot of dodgy CGI involved, but for the most part, what they did was they actually had Hugo Weaving there and then a bunch of people wearing Hugo Weaving masks. And I actually saw the masks and they're scary. They are scary how accurate they are, like how really? realistic they are. Man, could you imagine stealing a Hugo Weaving mask? That'd I really wanted to. Awesome. Especially these ones. And the, the best part is like he wears glasses as well, so you can't see the eyes. So that yeah. makes it look more realistic. Anyway, we're getting off track here. So, what an expressive actor. I love his facial expressions in this in these movies. But yes. So, we've already established that the movie's going to start with an action scene with yep. Bugs. Bugs is running away from cops and agents. Can I just say as a confession here, um, I, I got a fairly strong idea what the beats of the movie are going to be, but really? I have no idea what the plot is going to be. Like what they're I don't after. think that matters, Matty D. You don't think it does? No, I don't I, think the plot of these Matrix movies matters well, there, at all. There's got to be a reason why they bring Mio out of the Matrix, right? It's because there's a new Matrix. That's the only reason. <laughs> right, okay. The fact that he and Trinity are trapped in a new Matrix is enough reason for them to bring him out of the Matrix. Because after the third movie, the Matrix still existed, right? It's just the machines. Yeah. Did they die? Man, I can't remember. No, I can't remember. This is like a real problem. Well, they, no, no, they, they killed- Here's the, the thing, Matty D. They the don't Smith want us to virus. remember that, that movie. Okay. Well, they we'll, just want us to remember the first movie, well, so it doesn't matter. Sorry, anybody who's like a diehard Matrix fan that knows yes. the law. I'm pretty sure that the thing they did was they- Smith was a virus. They killed the virus. Yeah, that's right. The and they like, reset the Matrix. They reset the Matrix, yeah. And then I guess the machines got to keep the Matrix, well, even though it doesn't benefit them at all. I think the machines kept the Matrix, but then they gave people choice, and they were just kind of like, let you. I'm just, I'm just guessing that they yeah. let them do their own thing. Who knows? We're going to look like idiots in the future. Oh, well, who whatever. cares? But yes, yeah, started action scene. Yeah. Running through doors, that. fighting, and then we go straight to- Keanu Reeves. How Neo. I usually start plots in like, nice sign. Yes. <laughs> so Neo will wake up. Weird shit happens to him all the time. If there's a song, it'll be into like Mr. Sandman. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be White Rabbit if it's anything. I don't think they'll play the music. No, of course they the won't. But still. So he wakes up in the morning. He looks at himself in the mirror. He's going to be very depressed. He's going to feel very empty. Yeah. He looks at himself in the mirror. Mirrors are a huge thing in this movie. Yes. So I think he sees glitches or he's, he remembers things about his past when he looks into the mirror, which is very obviously distressing to him, which is why he sees his therapist, Neil yep. Patrick Harris. who His therapist is telling him he's um, you know not connected to reality, can't That's tell right. the difference between reality and fiction. I think Neo's going to be, or Mr. Anderson, Thomas Anderson, is going to be having dreams of things that Absolutely. he thinks are so real. So he's going to have dreams of his past life. Yes. So he remembers his past life, yep. but he can't tell if they're dreams or reality which is why he's taking these blue pills mm. to sort of like muddy his brain. So we know from the first movie that the blue pill basically puts you to sleep and makes you makes you think that things that have happened are a dream. Yes. So yep. the agents use them when they sort of like do something that sort of reveals that you're in the Matrix. They'll give you a blue pill to sort of make you docile and be like, oh, that was all a dream. Yep. Neo's taking these blue pills. Every day. Every day. 
Uh, we know that he's going to stop taking them at one point. Absolutely. Because we see that we in the We see trailer. him pour it into the sink. It uh, looks like this movie as well, just by and large, is going to be really well lit with natural light. That's what they've yes. said they're trying to go with. So, I think it's going to be a different- And The Matrix is now feel. San Francisco, by the way. Yes. The yes. Sydney. Now, I think my theory is that this new Matrix is like a perfect recreation of our world as we know it. I think so too, yeah. So, in the previous movies, The Matrix was sort of like a fictionalized version of the real world. Mm-hmm. It was Sydney, wasn't yes. it? So, Fictional but- version of the world is Sydney. Yeah, it was supposed to be, you'd look at the city and not recognize it as an American city. Yeah. So, it was very much supposed to be like, it was a it was a recreation of the world, but not a perfect recreation. Well, that was part of it, right? Because they, they couldn't do it. The re- architect. The architect. The, the architect who talks exactly like Lana Wachowski. Yes. Basically explain like, oh, originally we had it as a utopia, but then everyone hated the utopia. So, we just made a recreation of, you know, the peak of human civilization. But- I think this new Matrix is so close to the real world or what the real world used to be. It's interesting that they are like are very modern with smartphones, even though the world, like the human race was wiped out before smartphones happened. No, actually, no, it was in the future, wasn't so it? So, what's the, what's the chronic, did the world exist and then they made the Matrix or has That's the Matrix right. always been a thing? No, no, no. So, the, the world existed. Humans went to war with the robots yep. and then the robots made the Matrix to trap the humans in And mentally. feed off their flesh. Their bio, no, their bioelectricity. Right. So, humans become batteries to power the That's robot right. world. Okay. So, the robots live in peace. <laughs> but then at the same time, there's Zion with humans there and like a, a civilization there. And that's when it gets they, really confusing They have to like me. massive orgies and parties. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, um, okay. <laughs> Again, I don't think that's important for this movie. No. If anything, if I they're smart, not. they're going to lean away from that stuff and focus more on the Matrix itself. I think so. Because the worst part of those original movies, and I'm sorry anybody who's a diehard fan, the worst part about those original movies, even the first one, is when they leave the Matrix. When they're in the real world and it's just like this cyberpunk sort of futuristic, dingy world of like, who cares? I really thought that was the point, like... They left a cooler world to go to this Absolutely. shit one, and that was like the sacrifice of it. It's yeah, just that's like, right. Well, the world is so bleak, but that's that's the the reality. That's reality right. is the world is bleak, but they don't want to. They want the truth rather than just to live in bliss. Yeah, that's right. All the cool <laughs> I agree, stuff. I agree with you. All though. the cool stuff happens in the Matrix. Does, you know, yeah. they can't flip around and. No. Well, Neo could in the third movie, but you know, we're going to ignore that. But- They're wearing like jumpers with holes in them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That they can only wear leather and sunglasses in the Matrix, in the Matrix and flip around and do cool stuff yep. and have all this knowledge. That doesn't carry over to real life. It I only happens in the Matrix. I definitely so. think they'll spend more time in, in the Matrix. So, Absolutely. We reintroduce to Neo. He goes to a cafe. He's going to bump into Trinity. He's yeah, that's right. Like, oh, I've not seen you from somewhere before. Yeah. So, he, see, he runs into Trinity at a coffee shop, yep. which he goes to regularly. He sees he recognizes her but doesn't know where from. She doesn't recognize him. Well, she recognizes him but doesn't know where from. Yeah. And, yeah, that's how they sort of run into each other. But I It was think, fate, Kieran. I think he's going to see things. He's going to have deja vu. So, Neo's going to have deja oh, vu. Oh, he's going to see that black cat twice. Yeah. And when he looks into mirrors, he sees glitches. So, like, his face will glitch into somebody else's face, yes. as we see in the trailer. He'll see the sun, which reminds him of the whole nonsense from the third movie. <laughs> Just basically, when it comes to reflections, he'll look at himself. He'll remember his past life briefly. And this will start him to this will this will get him onto the track of questioning his reality. Yeah, and and he's going to explore this with Neil Patrick Harris when he's having this um, therapy session. Yeah. I think I think he's always had these doubts, but they're starting to to build up to build up. And so Neil Patrick Harris will be like, "Have some more blue pills." Yeah, absolutely. And this might be where he goes. Maybe not, but someone might have to encourage him along the way, which might be where we have bugs. Yeah. So obviously he's going to run into bugs at some point. Who has the rabbit tattoo? 
And then, of course, this sparks the memory of Follow the White Rabbit from, uh-huh. the, from the first movie. Yep. And she's going to be like, you know, oh, if you want the truth, come with me sometime. How is this going to happen exactly in your mind? I think that no one realizes oh, I've got it. I've got it. I've Neo got it. is alive. Yeah, that's true. And so when they find him- They're like, holy shit. They're like, holy Jesus. shit, it's the one, yeah. So I think we're going to run into- I think they sort of suggest this in the trailer. I think Neo is going to run into Bugs, who is reading Alice in Wonderland in like, let's say, a cafe. Yep. She's reading the book and then he looks at He's come back to like, the cafe. He's like, where's that Trinity girl yeah. I bumped into? So he sees her reading this book. And he's like, whoa, deja vu. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And uh, he sees her reading the book. She's got the tattoo and he's like, that reminds me of something. She's just like- You remind me of a girl I once knew. Yeah. And then she will say to him, yeah, something cryptic. They never say anything directly in these movies. It's always like overwritten dialogue. So, she's going to be like, oh, come with me to a fancy night. We're just going to redo the first movie. Come with me to a fancy nightclub sometime and you'll learn the truth. And then, of course, Nia will stop taking his pills- he starts seeing things that reveal to him that this world that he lives in think, isn't real. I think he's going to take a pill in front of her and she'll be like, why do you need to do that? Why do you need uh, this medication or something like that? And that's going to put the seed in I his I don't think head. that will happen in front of her, but I think they'll still have that conversation. Okay. So, of course, she'll go to this nightclub. I mean, they'll go to this nightclub. Mm-hmm. And in the nightclub, as we see in the trailer, Neo sees a mirror. Just like in the first movie, he reaches out and touches the mirror, realizes that it's it's not really a mirror, it's a portal. He'll walk through the mirror. She'll be like, go through the looking glass, Alice. Yeah, of course. That on the nose. She'll walk through, he'll walk through the, the, the looking glass, the mirror, and he'll walk into a room with those two sort of like aged leather chairs. And there's Morpheus sitting in the chair, the new Morpheus, Yahya Abdul-Medin II. And yeah. And then repeat the first movie. Well, just, just start watching the, the first movie yeah, at this so point we'll, and it'll we'll, be the same. We'll, we'll have a rehash. He'll describe what the Matrix is. Of course, Neo is not going to come to this easily. He'll be a bit shocked. He won't maybe believe yeah. it. And Neo, we'll get some Neo will be stuff. like, Morpheus, didn't you used to be like a different actor? Yeah, didn't you ha- used to have a clean shaved face? And that, I don't think they'll <laughs> dwell on this too much. They'll literally be like, well, this is how I appear in the Matrix. Maybe in the real world. No, this is saw happen. We saw Morpheus in the real world. Maybe in the real world. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say, maybe it will be Lawrence Fishbourne in the real world, but in the Matrix, he's Yaya Abdul Medina second. If they were smart, that's what they would have done. He, he gets a new avatar. He's like, let's yes. make me younger. Because remember, they only look like how they imagine they look like in the Matrix. So, their whole thing is, like, they have a mental image of what they look like, and that's what they're projected to in the Matrix, which is why they can pick their outfits and stuff like that when they come back. Wait, but, like, they look exactly the same in the real world. Yeah, yeah, but that's because they know what they look like. Ah. But if you, you know- if So, you- could you just be like, I'm going to be jacked? Yeah, And you exactly. just become like- If you imagine you're jacked, yeah, and then in the Matrix, you're jacked. So, that's basically it. So, if, you're, if your self-image is different to what it so if you have a, is- So, if you have like a low self-esteem, you're going to like be walking around. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then you come out of the Matrix, you're like, you know what? This isn't that bad. Yeah, exactly. What, what was I giving myself such a hard time for? Exactly. It's it's just something that they explain like, this is why we look- I got a few more inches on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right. So, we're reintroduced to Morpheus. Morpheus does the whole red pill, blue yes. pill thing. Yes. It's like, if you take the blue pill, you go back to your normal life. You'll think this is all a dream. If you take the red pill, you'll unlock the truth. Uh, do you think they're going to do the whole rigmarole of having to unlock him from like the that vat that they sit in, the red goo vat? We kind of see it, don't we? Where we see him be I unplugged. thought that was footage from the first movie. Oh. But if he's back in the Matrix, trapped in the Matrix, then surely they'll have to do that again. And then they'll have to go through surgery again, getting all the plugs removed from his body. They'll have to do it slightly different. Yeah, right? they can't just do the same shit again. No, and this is a different Matrix, right? So maybe- It's, it's more advanced. Yeah, maybe it's more advanced. Maybe 
they've worked maybe the machines aren't the machines from the original movies and maybe they've worked out a new way maybe they're not after whatever they're after from the humans as batteries maybe they're after something else maybe, maybe they're after their minds you know their their yeah. imagination oh, i don't know yeah maybe pick what you want sure it doesn't matter at the end of the <laughs> day matter. it literally does not matter but yes neo comes back he's resurrected ding i think he will come out of some kind of vat yeah. My thought was that he won't be freed from the Matrix until the very end. And then the whole movie is like him in the Matrix, realizing what's happened, and then trying to rescue Trinity from the Matrix. Yeah. And then the movie, in my opinion, will end with them being freed the yes. same way that they were in the first movie. Yes. Well, at least Neo was anyway. Flying off into the sun. No, no, no. No, that was the... S- yeah. That- okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. With uh, Rage Against the Machine in the background. But anyway... <laughs> So, yeah, my theory is that they'll, it'll be a very Matrix-centric movie. I, de- I agree. With a lot of running around in the Matrix, meeting a lot of characters in the Matrix and less in the real world. So, my question is, is who's our antagonist? Because I've got a few ideas. We've got this agent here. Yeah, that's um, right. Agent we've got, Johnson. We've got the French guy. The Merovingian. I don't think he's going to be an antagonist. As we've already discussed, he's just going to be like a crazy guy on the street in a, in a cameo. Yeah, he'll be like, he'll have on a piece of cardboard, we're living in the Matrix and no yeah, one will believe right. him. Um, the other thing is, is we got Neil Patrick Harris giving him these pills, and he's not a small-time actor. So maybe he's the bad guy. They call yeah. him the, the analyst or something, or do you think he'll strictly be... Yeah, I don't think he'll do much. I think he's just there. He's just a program created to keep Neo docile uh-huh. and keep him thinking that this is the real world and he's not in the Matrix. So, yeah. you know, he might be a little bit upset, but I don't think he's going to have like a kung fu fight scene when Neo's like, no, I'm not going to take your blue pills. So, yeah, I guess agents are in this yeah. world as well. And maybe this is the first time we've seen the resurgence of the agents. Yeah, perhaps. Maybe because all of this stuff is happening again, they're like, well, we're going to bring in the agents again yep. to sort this shit out. So, and the agents will be there. And that's why people are being pulled out of the Matrix because they're, no, I don't like this. Yeah, I guess so. You know, I guess so. Just to retread what happened in the- And, uh, of course, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that uh, Yaya Abdul-Madin II's mm-hmm. Morpheus and Neo are going to have a training montage, just Absolutely. like in the uh, original movie, except this time they're on a like a Japanese paper house in the middle of a lake. Yep. This is a training program. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> you know, they do. They're going to do all of that. I, I think this is sort of suggested by the trailers, but I think we're never going to be able to guess any of the fight scenes beat by beat. No. But I think they're going to have a fight scene that's very similar to the second movie where they jump between locations. So, yes. they can use, like, mirrors to teleport between yeah, locations. The yeah, same I way that, that. The, like, the key master or whatever his name was in the second movie, uh, the guy who stitched up John Wick, the same way that he could open doors with keys and it will go to a new location, I think they're going to do the same thing with the mirrors. So, they're being chased by agents and police officers and they'll, like, jump through a mirror and they'll be on a train in Japan. And they'll jump through another mirror and they'll be on top of the Eiffel Tower. Mm. So, they'll have like really mind-warping action scenes where like they're running all over the place and jumping through locations. Just sort of stuff that wouldn't happen in the real world. Yeah. Just to sort of call back to the action scenes of the previous movies, but then do something new at the same time. Now, here's the big major thing about this movie as well. And as far as the action is concerned, those original movies were so groundbreaking and genre-defining because they basically did something new. Now, the only way that this movie is going to succeed is if they're going to have to tread a, like a, a razor line, like a razor thin line here of they've got to do something new, otherwise people will reject the movie. And at the same time, they've got to do what they've done before. Yeah, because there's a little bit of nostalgia coming into this movie. Yeah. So if, and expectations, of If course. you're not seeing bullet time, if you're not seeing at least one shot where he jumps up and, and yeah. kind of freezes in the- and then they you know, kick, the, yeah. the camera rotates around him. I think people are going to be disappointed. Absolutely. But 
I think the difference is, is they're going to try to do it. CG will be involved, but I think there'll be some more practical elements. And it will be more kind of gritty and less... Yeah. Less flair behind the action, if that. Yeah, that's sense. right. Like you might less poetic, more gritty. You might knock a tooth out in some of these fight scenes. Yeah, and they'll know? get more bloody. Yeah, because there was never well, any the, blood in. Well, the- no, there was a fair bit of blood, but mainly in the real world. Yeah, maybe that's what's going to happen. But like I said, they've got to do something new. They've got to have like a somewhat new approach to the action. Otherwise, like I said, people will reject this movie mm-hmm. and not like it at all. So. Well, if this Matrix is different, maybe the rules are different. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they can bend reality more in these movies. You said we're going to have like some Inception-style scenes. I think they'll definitely have some Inception scenes, and I think that'd be cool if they. Can Maybe write. the Matrix is in a better engine, and they can mod it more, <laughs> so they can do stuff like yeah. have like reality bending moments. I love how you did that. No one can see this, but Kieran like folded his arm, yeah. and I know exactly what scene you're thinking of. You're thinking of like the um the Inception scene where the, the no, scene- I was thinking of Spider Man No Way Home where they of just course, copied it. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Where the building falls on top of each other. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's going to have that kind of element to this movie. Or the hallway scene, the famous hotel hallway mm. scene from Inception. Yeah. I mean- Well, there was that scene in the trailer for this movie where like the agent kind of walks backwards and like kind of flips up. So, like gravity is kind of played with, I think, yeah, in this movie. Absolutely. So, I think we're in agreement that the action will be similar, but they'll do more sort of practical- It'll be yeah. different. It'll be similar, but different. It'll be more modern. And That's enough to give us a point in future. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, we have Neo, Neo waking up. We His realisation. Are we still at the start of the movie? No. Well, we, we, we know that they're going to draw this out. There's yeah. going to be a two-hour movie. Where we're going to have him uh, and Bugs. Bugs is going to show him the way. Yeah. Meet people. Meet, meet Seti again at her, like, at the apartment. We're going to yeah. have, like, nostalgia there. They're going to ha- do missions where they get intercepted by the agents. Yeah. What Action scenes. What they're doing, who, who knows, right? They, you know, run to the telephone. Of course, we've already discussed this a little bit. When Neo finally remembers who he is and gets his memory back and, yep. you know, is fully, you know, reintroduced to the world of the Matrix, he realizes he's got to go rescue Trinity. He's got to get Trinity yes. back in the same way he does, but it's going to be quite a task because, you know, it's difficult for him. Yeah, I didn't- It's going to be difficult for her. I was really struggling figuring out what the, what the like, objective for this movie would be, but I like the saving Trinity yeah, like, absolutely. Goal. So I think that makes sense. And then, of course, action scene, action scene, action scene. scene. Yep. One, two, skip a few, a thousand. We're at the end of the movie. They've got to reintroduce Agent Smith at the end. Yes. They've got to. Otherwise, like I said, there's no point making this movie if you don't have Agent Smith. They're going to have him as a tease. Everyone's going to get hyped because they're going to be like, oh, great, we're going to have another Agent Smith fighting Neo movie in the future. They're going to reintroduce Agent Smith at the very end. So it's going to be a huge surprise. Do you think they'll introduce him as like the big bad, the mastermind of the whole thing? Or will it just be a cameo to be like, this ain't over because yeah, it's bad? Yeah, basically a cameo. I don't think he's going to be the mastermind behind the whole thing. Yeah. I think quite like the original movie, there's going to be a lot of questions, but not a lot yeah. of answers in sure. this movie. Sure. So, what, what's going to be the big conflict before we get to Smith? Uh, what's going to be the huge fight scene that we're going to end in? Is it just going to be like a bunch of agents that he's going to defeat? Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. Bunch of agents. Neo's been questioning him. Does it need to be anything more? No, it doesn't. Um, Neo's been- his story. Arc- if we're just rehashing the first movie, that's yeah. all we need. Yeah. What if Neo's arc was like, he's not sure if he's actually the Neo? You he's know what to, I mean? Yeah, he's got to relearn all of his previous skills as well. Yeah, so, he's yeah. got to learn that he can like- grab a helicopter just using his mind powers yep. and throw it into the side so, of the building. So, just like the first movie, the this movie will end with Neo becoming a Super Saiyan, essentially, yeah, and that's defeating right. everyone. But I think his story arc will be, everyone thinks I'm the one because I look like this guy, yep. but I don't think I am. Or if I was, 
you know, I'm not the same person. I'm a, I'm a different program yeah. or a different iteration. And then in the future, in the future, in one of the, the sequels to this movie, one of the inevitable sequels, it's going to be revealed that he's not actually Neo and he's a computer program that they've created, like the Matrix has created for whatever reason. For- he's a bad guy? Ooh, that'd well, be cool. That would be great, but no, I don't think they that's quite the case. Direction. So I think they've made their own Neo for, for balance. I don't know. To the help, the to machines help- have? Yeah, yeah, to help keep like the Matrix in check, they've so, created their own Neo. So either like the Neo just becomes created just out of like that's just the norm he's a program now. yeah he's a program or they've created him or the revolution has has recreated him again i don't know i yeah. don't think they have that power but i think it would be a better twist if the machines created recreated him because yeah. he was basically taken away by the machines at the end of like his body was taken mm. away by the machines at the end of the third movie and we didn't know how he's brought back to life so the only way in my mind that it makes sense is if he's a machine, machine yeah they, they protected him, yeah. If he's a program. Well, I guess, I guess he saved the Matrix, right? So, yeah. in the in the machine's eyes, you're gonna they're going to like him. But then it's sort of counterintuitive for us because they're keeping him docile and making him not remember that he's in the Matrix. I wonder if the same thing is happening with Agent Smith. Like, I, I kind of feel like they've got a Batman-Joker dynamic here. Yes. So that, like, when, you know, when Neo's retired from being Neo, Agent Smith is the same, but when Neo becomes Neo again, starts doing his thing, then that sort of- jolted Agent Smith into becoming the villain again. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, you're thinking sort of like Batman, the Dark Knight Returns yes, style so. with the Joker. Yeah. If people get that reference. Yeah, I think that's exactly what the direction the comic book. And maybe as long as he's taking the blue pill, maybe Agent Smith is just a normal guy who's kind of like bored and bitter. He's in a retirement yeah. home just like angry at everybody. Yeah, maybe. And then he, and then he you know, dons the, the suit and the glasses again. I think, like I said, they're just going to reveal him at the end. I definitely agree. That's what's going to happen. To set up for a future movie and get people hyped. Yep. And that's all it's going to be. Yep. Uh, it, it doesn't sound like we have much of a plot here, but again, does the movie really need it? No, I, I think we're, we're probably missing some details. Like there's going to be something they're after. Like they're going to be like, we need to get this code. And they're going like to talk about Zion, and they're going to yes. bring up all that nonsense well, in the I, real world. I think it's worth saying that we'll see the machines again, we'll see the ship again, we'll see them in Zion. Didn't again. the Nebuchadnezzar get blown up in the second movie? I saw a ship in the trailer, so maybe there's it's Nebuchadnezzar the Nebuchadnezzar two. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Nebuchadnezzar resurrected. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. We'll see that all all stuff. We'll see them hanging out in the ship. He'll get reintroduced to the new crew. It's going to be a yeah. moment where he looks at a spoon. Yeah, he's going to call Fingers that straight off. <laughs> With a terrible actor, child. Yeah, maybe they'll bring child back actor. The, yeah why, why didn't that child actor ever come back? <laughs> the spoon is not real. <laughs> well, we all know why. But anyway, all right. You so, don't bend the spoon. You bend the like acting said, budget to hire this kid to do the fucking thing. Anyway, <laughs> we all know how you feel about that child actor. But anyway, <laughs> so it may sound like we don't have much of a plot. No. But here's the thing. We've said it already. The law in these movies does not matter. The plot does not matter beyond we live in a simulation we can manipulate it if we know that we live in a simulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can have cool action scenes. That's all we need. That's it. That's all we need. And Lana will probably like write some... <laughs> some terrible some dialogue. Heavy- Sorry, some really heavy-handed dialogue. Yeah, some heavy-handed philosophical questions and then yep. pat herself on the back about how deep she is. But no one will actually pay attention to it at all. No, sense. I just had a great idea. Oh, yeah? What is We're it? We're going to have a parallel with... This didn't happen in whatever movie it was that we predicted where I, I predicted that everyone was a slave to their smartphones. I think it was like Spies in Disguise or some nonsense. Yeah. But we're going to have a parallel where people are like absorbed in their technology and then Neo will look at this, like look at people looking at their smartphones and he's just like, whoa, they're trapped by their machines. <laughs> and that's going to be like the parallel 
for like oh we're controlled by the machines we are in the matrix in the real world because we're like being controlled by our like technology maybe there's a new matrix being created within the matrix and like, i think you're thinking too much about people it who are on their devices are creating this matrix and that's what the matrix well i'm going down a rabbit yeah. hole right now but the matrix is trying to create its own matrix to then start again and so maybe they, that's what our good guys are trying to stop maybe the matrix online exists yes. in the matrix you remember well, that you remember the like online yeah, yeah, multiplayer yeah. game the matrix online yep where you you just live in the matrix world and that's what people wanted i guess but Did anyway nothing, yeah I actually think that might be what, what happens here. Really? Yeah, I think- ma- I think that's a silly idea, personally, well, but it still. Gives, it gives them something to do. Maybe they're trying to prevent this new Matrix from happening, and then, and then stopping that would just mean they live in the, the regular Matrix. Forever. Maybe there's two machine factions that are, like, <laughs> fighting against each other. <laughs> the red machines and the blue machines. For control of the Matrix. Maybe. And that's why the the good guy machines created Neo. To tell you the one thing to everyone, combat the bad guy machines. Everyone loves about the Matrix movies. What? The octopus machines, right? Everyone the squids, likes yeah. the squids. Right, everyone's no, favorite part of the movie. Nobody likes those. No, what? What do you I mean? I saw, I saw the prop <laughs> from uh, the first movie yeah. when I was on set. Of they the sequels. suck. I hated the squids. Yeah. They might as well not be in the movie. Uh. They're just MacGuffins. They were just there as a ticking clock in the first movie. Like, oh, if we don't do this, then the squids are going to come into our ship and kill us. Also, they seem kind of stupid, right? Like they never yes. detected the humans ever. No, <laughs> until the third movie. Yeah, but then they had mech suits and they could shoot at them for most of the movie. Let's, let's anyway. Let's wrap it up. Let's, so, let's finish talking about this new movie. Don't have a lot, but I think I think we have the beats kind of. That's there. right. I mean, we just ripped it's off gonna, the first movie. Yeah, it's just going to be a loose remake of the first movie, and that's all they really need to do. Absolutely. It's going to be like a whole Star Wars style thing. You know, like the Star Wars sequel trilogy didn't do anything new. It just retrod the, the beats of the yes. original movies. And I guess that's all people really wanted at the end of the day. So that's what they're going to do here. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the issue, that they're trapped in their own matrix of not being able to do too much new, but then wanting to continue the story and do something new, but they can't do too much new because otherwise people would be like, that's not the matrix. It's yeah. not my Star Wars. <laughs> not my Star Wars. And I think I think just due to Lana's own personal, like what's happening in her personal life, I think that's going to seep through in the movie and the movie's going to end with uh, Neo and Trinity together. Mm-hmm. And like we get the feeling that it's now eternal, that they now that's live right. forever in this. Like, yeah. You know, her, her fictional fantasy world that she created will go on existing. Yeah. Won't finish like it so, did in the third movie. It sounds to me like our overall plot is Neo gets drawn back into reality and then he, the overall plot is he needs to rescue Trinity mm-hmm. to kickstart whatever their next adventure is going to be. And it's very much like a, a setup movie for us. Yeah. It's not going to be wrapping anything up. Neo isn't going to die at the end again. It's going to be very much like a setup for future movies and get people hyped for a new Matrix franchise. Yeah. Make another three. Yeah. So, again, like I said, I think there's going to be a lot of questions asked with no definitive answers given. And it's it's essentially being designed to reintroduce people to this franchise and give us a new flashy looking movie mm-hmm. and make people maybe not go back and remember the dated, you know, special effects in those yes. original three movies. Yep. What do you think? Yep, definitely agree. They're cashing in on that nostalgia before it gets too old. Is this a really long winded way of saying that we have nothing? <laughs> yeah, we have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's make up a really like bold prediction. Sure, just just so we got something. Well, to end. Agent Smith being so, in the movie is pretty bold. That's bold. That's that's bold. probably the boldest prediction we've come up with. I like the idea of Morpheus being in the movie, like as you know, Lawrence Fishburne. Maybe Lawrence Fishburne is in the movie. Mm, I don't think they're going to do that. To be It'd honest, be like, hello, Neo. 
I'm here. I was here this Who's this time. new guy? <laughs> I had somebody pretending to be me for some no, reason. No, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. Mm. Neo kills Trinity. And then he strangles it. Wait, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. He like every everything. Imagine this. Everything's like happy. Everything's done. And Neo just turns to Trinity, kills Trinity, and then forms into Agent Smith. He was Agent Smith the entire time. You heard it here first. No, they won't do that. No, they won't do that. (laughs) I think we've got enough to be honest. We got it. I think I think we've called the main beats of the movie. Yeah, there's going to be elements of it that we did. We nail the plot. Absolutely not. But we're never going to be able to. Never. It's like when we predicted Star Wars. You know, we were never going to get it. But, you know, we might have enough stuff there to get close enough. Whatever. You know this show. But let us know if you have yes. any ideas. If you've got we any don't. scoops. Because I've been looking at these interviews that they've been doing and they've given nothing away. Nope. So, if you have a hot little tip, let us know. Or if you just know the series better than us. Yeah. Which can be anyone, I think. Yeah. It's um, not a difficult task. <laughs> then let us know if there's something, there's a direction that they never went in that they that they may go in. Maybe it's something from the animated movies that they're going to mm. use. You know, the, We didn't talk about the animatrix. The animatrix, yeah. Very mediocre. <laughs> Except for that one with the robots take over. The, the one where the robots like fight back against the people. That was very memorable. <laughs> but the rest of the movie, very mediocre. Yes. Yep. If you have any theories, please let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Now that we've finished talking about The Matrix... Let's reveal what we're going to be discussing next week. So, of course, it's going to be another installment of actual spoilers where we go back and see how well we did predicting a movie that we've covered in the past. Now, if you can't get enough of people wearing tight leather outfits... And, of course, I can't. You're going to be in for a treat because next week we're going to go back and look at how well we predicted the plot of Black Widow. The standalone Marvel movie starring Scarlett Johansson bouncing around... I watched this pretty recently too. Yeah, I saw it when it came out. So we're going to go back and see how close we got to predicting the plot. Mm-hmm. We did not do it. <laughs> <laughs> so join us next week for that. And until then. And until then, we're going to follow the white rabbit and read to a bar. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was concluded in my eyes as well, and Lily's eyes. And we wrote it as a very elegant. Uh, structure which was dialectical in nature and it was resonant with ideas of birth, life, death and uh, thesis, antithesis, synthesis and these things which we we wanted the story to be in a triptych for a reason like many stories are just long and they split them up but the but Matrix was designed from the beginning like a piece of music or a philosophical argument, and it had a really beautiful elegance to it, and we we loved it, and and we thought that was it, it was done, and it was. You think that's air you're breathing now? It's the smell. <laughs> <laughs>